0: As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode, we'll sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host... Randy Vazette. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us today for the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode. I have joining me some of my two closest friends, Pastor Dino Rizzo and Pastor Greg Surratt. We thought how incredible it would be to gather uh, together and really by phone. We just dialed into this today and we're gonna gather together and talk about how to lead through a crisis. No mystery about the crisis that's happening around the world and specifically in our country and impacting our local churches is the COVID-19 virus that's uh, really a pandemic. So I wanted to gather some of my friends together and talk about how to lead through this. Now, not only are we gonna talk about this today, real things that we're doing right now to answer these questions but if you'll go to randybezet.com from there we're going to have all kinds of resources i've gathered everything from our team strategies sops staff assignments uh, strategies that we've come up with how to communicate and how to let our church and our staff know what we're doing when we're doing it how we're doing it we actually are also going to have on there pre-recorded worship sets from our worship team so you can use those for your service perhaps you don't have a worship team now you can record it you can just preach your messages we're going to provide those for you as well. There's all kinds of resources. I wanted to put those in your hand as quickly as I could to help you during this crazy season that we're all living in right now. So thank you so much for enjoying our podcast today and I hope this conversation encourages you, helps you and gives you a bunch of wisdom.
1: So glad to have you joining us for a very special episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. My name is Kristen, and today we're going to be discussing something that I'm pretty sure is on everyone's mind. It's the topic in every conversation around every room, and especially on our church staffs, and that is coronavirus. Coronavirus. And so today we've got some incredible people uh, around the table and I believe this conversation is gonna be really helpful. So we're gonna jump into it. Uh, As always, I am joined by Pastor Randy. Pastor Randy, wanna tell everybody hello?
0: Well, hello, and thank you guys for joining us today. And I'm excited about this because this is the world that all pastors and leaders are living in right now, dealing with a crisis and leading through that. So thank you guys for joining us today.
1: Yes, we're also honored to have a couple of legends and pastors and pioneers, really, with us today. Uh, Two huge influences in the life of so many churches, so many church planners, pastors, and leaders. We have the executive director of ARC, Pastor Dino Rizzo, with us. Thanks a lot,
2: Kristen. Thanks, Pastor Randy. Always good to see y'all and hang out.
1: So glad to have you, sir. And then we also have with us the founding pastor and president, founding pastor of Seacoast and president of Art, Pastor Greg Surratt. So glad to have you, sir, joining us.
3: Uh, glad to be here. Uh, what a, what a uh, great group and uh, look forward to the discussion. I expected some really cool like intro music when Greg came on, but uh, I mean, maybe we'll have to post <laughs> usually I bring my Usually I bring my own, but I thought you guys would have some. <laughs>
1: I'm sure we can make that happen. So, well, we're going to jump right into the conversation uh, because there's so many questions and so many things circling this topic. And uh, I know that you all three carry so much wisdom when it comes to navigating churches through crisis. And this is really something that's affecting our entire world. Um, So so let's just start the conversation with just, why don't you share some of y'all's initial thoughts when you first heard about this whole coronavirus and this Pandemic—that's happening.
3: You want me to be real? <laughs> <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Never known thought, you to be any other way. <laughs> I thought this, was, this is a mild case of the flu, and it's overblown. That's my first thought, and uh, that's called a thought in ignorance. And I uh, certainly have come to a different opinion uh, about the whole thing. But I really did. I thought, you know, how bad could this be? You know, Greg, I agree
0: because uh, our media, for the most part, is always looking to make you know mountains uh, molehills into mountains and uh, throwing fear around because that that pretty much sells it. It makes people click, which is money. And so, uh, I did the same thing. To just to be honest with you, I thought, oh yeah, it's just another flu virus and it'll go away. And man, it just goes to show you—you you were. You know, throwing all these words around, Kristen. All this great wisdom in this room. It <laughs> goes to show you, <laughs> we don't have any wisdom at all. In fact, we most times start off just like everybody else in the wrong way.
3: Yeah, we get it wrong at first, usually. I kind of thought, "Oh, well, it's never going to get here. We'll be fine."
2: And that was that was a bad idea. It got here, and we're not fine. Some people are really suffering, and my goodness. And so, yeah. uh, it is it is legit. But
0: thank God for. For Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's embarrassing to have those thoughts at first and then to look back because people are suffering so much and it's infected so many people and it's affected our daily lives so much and especially those listening ministry. So uh, it's kind of embarrassing that initial thought. Thanks for asking that question.
1: (laughs) Well, let's talk. You know, I know that you guys are all connected with so many churches all across America. What is the atmosphere right now?
0: Dino, you got a lot of, yeah, you know, you've I been mean, talking a
2: lot. I mean, all you guys are leading so well. I mean, the, the body of Christ leads so well in these moments. I just, we've all seen it in little micro moments. And, and I mean, Greg's been through hurricanes, floods, Randy, you've, you've led through some real challenging times here in Florida when the people of Florida have suffered. And we, I did that with certain things in Louisiana. This is a whole nother scale. Uh, everyone is affected. <laughs> I, I I thought about this. It, it doesn't matter where you're on on the boat, whether you're at a good floor, a big floor, a big room, multiple rooms, you're on the cruise ship with a balcony, or you're in the, you're in the <laughs> belly of the ship. We're all on the same boat right now. And, um, <laughs> Dino, I'm not
3: sure I'm not sure a cruise ship is a good analogy. <laughs> it is not point. a good
2: analogy because everyone's affected. And so uh, but everybody I think everyone's leading so well. They're leaning into their community. They're 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 caring for their church, which I think is always the first step. And then they're we're trying to figure out a few creative ways to be a blessing to our city, which that is limited, but I think you can find little pockets and little moments, but I mean, you guys are doing the same. I'm watching what you guys are doing. And so many of our friends are responding so well.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I haven't seen anybody leading poorly through this. Uh, it's kind of an amazing thing. I, I'll give you another analogy. We had a, a, a cat one time that was given to us by one of Greg, my daughters. You can, stop, you can stop
0: right now to bring yeah. a cat into this thing.
3: Well, <laughs> listen to this. You know, I don't like cats, but we, we end up with a cat. We thought it was a, a male. Turns out it's a female. Uh, and it worthless, worthless, worthless individual until it had kittens. And it was amazing to watch that instinct that came in. I think I see the same thing in pastors. Uh, it, you know, we feel you know, all of us have certain fears and thoughts and you know, what's going to be on the other side of this. But I think God has gifted us, there's a mantle of anointing and it kicks in during crisis. And I've just seen it everywhere. I really have. I agree, Greg. I think we are all in a
0: place where it's ultimately bringing the best out of us. It didn't happen that way. I think all of America, but since we're really speaking to pastors, I think we probably all had the same thing. At first we were probably like, oh yeah, it's probably not a big deal. And then we probably were freaked out and like, oh man, what am I gonna do? because it's not like pastors already had a bunch of free time to figure out a whole new way of doing ministry. So how are we going to figure this out while we're already running on the treadmill as fast as we can?
3: And you know, Randy, I, I, uh, I have been challenging uh, young guys uh, here and where I go over the last few years. You know, um, we have, all of us have been a part of disrupting how church was done. You know, I mean, with the, how we do it with ARC and then multi site and all of that. And I've challenged the young guys you guys need to disrupt the church. Somebody's got to figure out this online thing. I mean, we all have online campuses, but somebody's got to figure out how to really do church online. And who knew that we'd all be figuring it out in one week? <laughs> yeah. One week. It's true. That's, Kristen, that's you
0: t- t- tell everybody the conversation that you and I had just yesterday uh, about if we were doing all of this stuff the process and how long it would take us to make all these changes
1: yeah we were just just talking about how this is such a great opportunity because it's really propelled us forward so quickly um to be that type of church pastor greg you were just talking about whereas outside of a season of crisis like this it would have taken us a year to move forward yep. all moving forward but because we're all unified um, our churches are coming together we've got one focus and one mission to just be the church and and help people see jesus through crisis uh it is amazing how quickly uh churches and even even here at bayside things are just happening um impact is being made it's 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 incredible it's incredible
0: Here's what I love about all of this that we, like I said, we were all in shock and we we're like, oh my gosh, how are we going to manage all this and pastor through all this? But, but there's kind of been two sides of the coin of this. And there's very few on this first side, which are, you know, we're the church and you can't make us close our doors and we still have to have church. And then there's the other side, which has been extremely innovative, like you were speaking about, Greg. And I think the first mind shift that has to happen in a crisis like this is you have to figure out who we really are or what's a win. And if you don't determine what a win is in a crisis, then how are you going to know if you're actually doing a good job? So the win is not to have gatherings of church in a, in a one particular like a physical location. Well, it might be for your church, but I think if you do, then you're, vision of what the church is, is narrow. It it is too small, but that's not how God intended the church to be. So the first thing you need to do is say we're not closing our doors. We're going to do church a different way. We're going to operate or function a different way. So here's the first thing I would always tell a pastor in a crisis, define what a win is. And for us, here's what we defined as a win, that everybody in our church would be engaged relationally that if everybody through the church would find community in that way, then that's going to keep us connected as a body, serving and helping one another. Whether we do sermons and how we do them, all of that really is pointing to one thing, Community.
1: Can we talk a little bit more practically in that kind of, Randy, what you were leading us into in that conversation right there? So many pastors and church leaders listening right now are thinking, um, what do I do? Like, there's a hundred things that I should be doing, but where do I start? What are the most, what are the top priority things? Uh, What would you tell um, a, a pastor, maybe a smaller church? Um, who's just trying to scramble and figure things out, how do they prioritize? Where do they start?
2: I I can say this, um, you know, Randy's so true when he said that. I think what's happened, I think there used to be this great divide between us and them. There's the church and then there's the people. There's the church and then there's the city. There's the church and then there's addiction, pain, hurt, trauma. We, what I love about the church today is we have, we have taken that down and said, we're just humans. We're people. Mm-hmm. And this city is my city. I'm in this city. We're all together. And so I think pastors are approaching it that way. And so I would say, you know, you know start small. What is it that you can do? What is it that you've done before? What are you good at? Uh, what do you, what, you know, you've got to care for your sheep. Figure out how to care for your sheep. So the span of care is increasing and getting so creative. I think the span of care that we're discovering, hopefully, will never go away. Yeah. I think the things that we're we're learning about our city, we're learning about our leadership, we're learning about others. Hopefully, that never changes. Uh, there are some things that, when the coronavirus is gone, uh, hopefully, some things won't be gone as we're serving our city, serving the broken, serving the fearful. So you know, start with what you're good at. If, if you've done food distribution and try to figure that out at a small scale. If you've cared for the elderly, then care for the elderly at some type of creative, safe way. If you've been there for the homeless, then take care of the homeless. But, you know, start with your own and then figure out a way, your niche, You don't have to do everything. You don't have to be somebody else. Find your little niche, whether that's caring for children, connecting with a school, whether that's looking for the most vulnerable in your city. And I know what we're doing here and a lot of people are doing, they're just finding some good partners right now. A lot of us have good partnerships in the community. Come alongside of the partners who already are service providers for the most vulnerable and come alongside of them. We don't have to be the heroes. You know, we just we just got to love people. And so those are some some thoughts.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, I you know, <clears throat> when a crisis like this comes, you feel overwhelmed, whether you've got 50 people or 50,000 people. It's what do I do now? How do, you know, what? what's the first thing we do? And um, what we kind of did was say, all right, let's divide it into three things. Number one, um, ha- how are we going to, how are we going to gather as a church? Because our you know that first week was um uh what do we do <laughs> how do we handle this and so we kind of figured that out um and i think everybody's figuring that out in different ways uh, and then the the second thing was how do we take care of who we are we start with family first and uh you know it started with hey let's everybody grab 10 people and call 10 people and then they'll call 10 people and just simple stuff. And, you know, it, we've got a small group structure and so as most of you do. So, so we went through that and, uh, and then finally, once we kind of have, how are we going to gather? Um, how are our people then like Dino said, what is it that we do? What, what can we, what, one of the things for me, um, I feel like, um, I have a gift of encouragement. Okay? I don't have a gift of confrontation. If you really need confronted, you need somebody else. I'm going to tell you how good you are, how, how, how the future is going to be better than today. That's just who I am. Okay? That's why I love hanging out with you, Greg. Well, I, I like confronting you, but not very many other people. You know? no, I, do. I love Randy. And I love being encouraged. Exactly. So, I thought, so I thought, okay, for me in this deal, how can I encourage the most people? Because I thought this thing's going to have a physical impact they're going to be get people to get sick some people are going to die it's going to have a financial impact uh you know it's going to impact the the economy and it's going to have an emotional and spiritual impact and uh, i'm not a physician can't deal with the first one i'm not good with money i tend to uh you know uh buy high and sell low so i'm not going to figure that all that out but what i can do is i can help with that emotional part and so I've been trying to just innovate in myself. How, how many groups can I encourage and how can I do it? And by the way, I'm seeing that all over uh, social media. Uh, people doing a great job at just encouraging because the people are waking up. So I talked to a business guy last night that uh, had to close down his business and lay off 30 people yesterday, okay? So what does he do? He, he needs encouragement. He needs God, and that's what we can bring.
0: Those are great things, and I, uh, I, I want to. I feel like it's important right here to remind all of our people that are listening. Dino, you said something. Figure out who you are. There's so many churches that are innovating right now and coming up with great things, and it's same as was prior to Corona. Uh, churches are doing great things. You go, oh, I want to do those, but you need to know who are you. If you just start implementing a bunch of things, then they're not you just because they're good ideas. That, that's going to cause a lot of sideways energy. As I defined it earlier, I said, figure out what is a win for you. Who are you? And so that that's so important for us. It was, it was figuring out how do we digitally, relationally connect with everybody and how do we Serve those in our community with partners we already have, as as you guys mentioned that just a moment ago. I uh, I think those are important. And one other thing I'll add to this: when you're in a disaster relief situation like this, is I'm always communicating to our church and to our staff. Follow whatever the government is saying. When we have hurricanes coming, if they tell you to evacuate, evacuate. You know, uh, if they tell you to. Social distance in this coronavirus thing. Then just follow what the guidelines are. Look, for the first time in my life, I'm washing my hands in the, the time that you have to sing the ABC song. Now, that was hard for me because I, I did, first of all I didn't know my ABCs and I had to learn them. So then I could sing the song for that. That's how long I'm supposed to be washing my hands because I am not a I'm not a fearful person. But I want to follow the government because it's going to help spread that. Plus, if I get the coronavirus, I can't leave my church if I'm stuck in my room. So how mm-hmm. can I be the church if I'm caught up in this disaster because I didn't follow guidelines? So uh, follow, follow, follow the guidelines of what your government is telling you as well.
1: I love so much of what everybody's saying, especially that whole, you know, you got to identify who you are and, and figure out the wind so that you can know what you need to focus on, what you should say yes to, what you should say no to. Um, but I want to ask some practical uh, questions from you guys. I know uh, Pastor Dino and Pastor Greg, you guys have your hands in uh, involved in a lot of different churches. You're connected with a lot of pastors. Pastor Randy, you are as well, but you're also leading Bayside in a lot of practical efforts. Um, so let's, you know, we've got listeners and let's say they they know what their goal is they know what the win is but they're they just need some practical ideas of here's how you can do it what are some things that maybe bayside is doing or pastor dino pastor greg thinks that you're talking to other churches around the country, as we mentioned earlier, so many people are just coming together to do so many things. Um, let's talk just some practical things that might inspire and encourage some of our listeners um, who, who need some ideas.
3: Uh, for us is, um, you know, we, we made a, a data list of everybody that's 60 years old and older and divvied it up and texted them and called them. <laughs> I got a text from a volunteer, a Dream Team member in our church, asking how I'm doing, all this kind of stuff. And I, I text her back. I said, apparently, I made the old folks list. <laughs> but but I talked to some other folks that just felt really, really encouraged. One funny thing on that, one of our campus not pastors. Did, you check on you? What, That's what, did they do what they're supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. One of our campus pastors mm-hmm. on a campus pastor uh, thread text that we have, he said, okay, Somebody help me in these old folks calls. How do you keep them to thirty minutes to an hour? <laughs> they're just, you know, they're just, they're, they're soaking it up. You've know? you got to sit in your house all day. But uh, so, so uh, one of the larger camps is texting. But just simple stuff like that is. Uh, Uh, one more, um, and we can get into community outreach too. We're, you know, we've got a dream center that's doing drive through food banks and things like that. But, um, the one thing I did when I, I I said, you know, I I have a gift of encouragement, I think, and I got a lot of discouraged business people. So I made a Facebook group just for business owners and try to load that up with encouragement. I did an encouragement video two minutes this morning you know, here's a scripture I read this morning. I just want to pray this over you, and uh, everybody can do stuff like that. I thought, man, we ought to have, ought to have a group for everything. What, and one last thing, and I'll be quiet. Randy, you just said, you know, if I get the coronavirus, you know, I, I'm confined to my room. Here's good news. If you feel okay and you're confined to your room, uh, you've got a phone, you can still <laughs> pastor that church and pastor people and be an encouragement to those folks. That's good. So what are yeah. you trying to say? I should go out and hang out with the people that have contracted the coronavirus.
0: And <laughs> I'm going to watch all the LSU football games again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Man, that might not be a bad idea.
2: <laughs> I was going to say it would be a good idea right now.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that drive through food bank
1: idea yeah.
0: because uh, people are even afraid to go to the grocery store and be in public settings like that. So uh, that's, a, that's a brilliant idea.
3: But well, one of the things too when I got the old folks uh, email they asked me what do you need help with you need groceries you know you need medicine what do you need we've got a team that will serve you in that way. And that's an easy win. That's great. That is an
0: easy win. What a great way to start those that are most susceptible and those that are probably most fearful of going out. We started doing that as well. But I, here's the first thing I was surprised with how many people are in our database that fit that that group, and by the way, we, age, we lo- raised the age, Greg, so it was old enough where I wouldn't be included in it. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> but that's something everybody can do. It doesn't matter how big your church is or how small your church is. And I think, too, you know, especially with smaller churches, they're trying to think, I don't have the technology to pull off a weekend service. And I personally don't think that people in our churches, however big they are, are looking for super produced mm-hmm. things right now what nope. they need their pastor and so okay. you can pull out your iphone set it up on the you know your dresser and stand in a part of your room somewhere it doesn't matter how cool or how produced it is mm. and just pastor your people like you said greg the the gift of encouragement if you're the pastor your job is to be the good shepherd to lead people to still waters and green pastures. And that doesn't happen because of technology. It can happen in any way. Just lead them to places of refreshing and encouragement in every pasture, no matter how large you are, you can do that.
2: Yeah, it's interesting that uh, I think people want authentic. So, you know, I've been watching a few people on, on the social media platforms. And, man, just an iPhone and me, me and my wife's right here. We just want to encourage you today. I'm a kid running through the back. I mean, everyone else is doing that. I mean, that's everyone else's life. Most people's life is not a stage and lights and and those kind of things. So I I think it is. I think it's good. And I love what Greg was saying, just being able to, okay, let's start somewhere. Let's start with the older people like Greg and myself. And so since (laughs) Greg and I are heading towards retirement age, it's pretty awesome uh and then no i just you know, lost finally,
3: all my retirement money dino oh yes yeah, so, market yeah. so i'm not gonna we're, be retiring we're, soon
2: we're coming out of retirement as, as we speak <laughs> yeah. right now greg and i are going back into the game there's a bunch of them i promise you but you know i think being able to, to okay start with your church the vulnerable the single mom the, the the ones that are on in service industry the ones that are. Going to be in that situation where you can provide the necessity. We've at every one of our campuses, and this is the same at a church of thirty-five. We just have some small provisions that if someone's in a bind, you never know, want to turn somebody away who who is legitimately in need. And then I think communicating with people, uh, any of the civil servants, the medical world. There are people in your church right now that are serving, that are feeling the weight of this. Could be a police officer, could be a mayor, could be a city councilman could be a hospital staff, I think connect as a, as beyond the church, connecting with them, connecting with that school administrator, who now their life is different and they're trying to make sure the kids are being fed. A lot of schools are providing that. They're needing delivery. They're needing assistance. So we're trying to look for those ways of coming alongside of our schools, our government officials, service providers, uh, those who are civil servants, in small ways, starting with the ones in our church and then looking around the community. Uh, you know, and that's a church of 50, that's a church of 100. There, there's someone in every church that is carrying some of the weight of uh, their community. And a lot of times I think we're looking for these community things to do. It's like right there is a probation officer, right there is a, uh, an EMS, right there is a nurse, a doctor, right there is someone, like Greg said, a business owner, who's had to lay somebody off. So there, I think normally it's, it's in the house, and, and see, uh, you start there, and then you see how you can fill in gaps in your community.
1: That's so, so good. Pastor rainy do you have anything to add to this, this thought? I think,
0: it's, I think it's brilliant, as always. Uh, Dino, you're, you're so good at that. You told me before I started the church, don't just pastor those who come to your church, but pastor the whole community. And uh, it doesn't mean that we should not pastor those in our church. Like you said, start with them. But just call your civil leaders and say, we're the church. How can we help? And that's the one thing that we have that they don't have are just warm bodies, hands, people that are ready to work. And so that's a problem that they have that we can solve. So it doesn't matter the scope or the size of your church. You can do that. And you've always been a great teacher of that, Dino, and an Mm -hmm. encourager of that. And so that's practically everybody can do that.
1: That's so good. Well, I want to I want to maybe start to close out our conversation with this last question. Um, and it's really around uh, you guys as pastors and the pastors and the ministry leaders that are listening to this podcast. What, you know, oftentimes in times of crisis, you feel like you're carrying the weight of everything. It might be the weight of your entire church. It might be the weight of a church staff. Um, it, it could be a weight of your family, all sorts of things. So what, what are you doing to stay encouraged, stay healthy, stay connected with other pastors, other leaders, so that you as pastors and ministry leaders can come out of this on the other side stronger and better um, and not worn out and beat up and, and, and ready to throw in the towel?
3: Can I brag on Dino a little bit on this um, because I've, I've watched him in action and I see it going on today. Uh, one, of the, one of the best things that he does is when there's a, let's take a hurricane in Houston or maybe the one that hit North Carolina. He immediately uh, puts guys on a, on, a, on a text thread and just kind of figures out who all's in the area. Let's get on a text thread and then lets them go. Uh, he doesn't do a lot of directing if they have, have questions, they ask questions, but they can pretty well figure it out and they can encourage one another. And um, uh, that has been so valuable. We have a text thread right now uh, that I think he set up also with the ARC lead team. And that has been a life, a a breath of life um, every day when guys are posting things on there. Plus, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm copy and pasting every good idea that they have randy i don't know about you but we had, yeah. the guys start putting on there i mean this this is what in real crude form in fact i asked randy what are you doing he sends me a picture of some poster board you know or whatever that you guys are doing and um sure. to some guys have it all you know already um out on a strategic plan that's not me but i didn't have to be me i i we can cut and paste and learn from one another and um i'm closer i feel closer to these guys now than I felt four weeks ago, because we're connected through, um, through constant communication. Greg, that's,
0: uh, that's so important. And you're, you're right. You and I were on the phone just talking about that, um, uh, how we do feel closer right now, even though we can't see each other and some things that we've had scheduled to connect with, we've had to cancel those, yep. but we feel closer than we ever had before. So, uh, I think that's important and by the way the stuff that i took a picture of and sent you and you copied and pasted you sent me back what you guys did and now we copied and pasted <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: and it, and it was our teams who all came up with it like yeah,
3: exactly
2: and, and kathy exactly. and all these smart people that work for us
3: you know? so
0: but the, the bottom line is this what you said is so true and Dino, you know, you've been great about. Getting pastors connected like that. But maybe you're in a town and you don't have that going. I would encourage you right now, every pastor in town that you know, or maybe they're not in your exact town, but you have a relationship with them. If they're in your area, for sure, that helps because you guys can kind of share ideas in your community. But the point is whether it's two people or, or 200 pastors that you know, just start a group thread and say, hey guys, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure all this out as you guys are. I think we'd be better together. Uh, let's pray with one another and encourage one another. And watch what comes out of that. Because the resources and ideas, as you just said, Greg, have been so helpful to us as a church because we're sharing all these things together. And that's what will happen out of it. And by the way, um, I think it's true, Kristen, that we're going to take all these resources and we're going to post them on, on randybazette.com. Yes. Uh, so that, that people can go and download these, change the names, take C, call Coast name, take Seacoast name, all of it, and put your own name on there because this information is so valuable. So you can use it in times like this as well. But that's the value that you get through these relationships. That's how I'm staying healthy because I realize I'm not alone and it's actually making us better.
1: That's so good. Well, pastors, thank you all so much for sharing some of your heart and some practical things and some encouragement. Pastor Greg, you are such an encourager. So thank you for encouraging us on this pad- podcast today. Uh, those of you listening, I hope this has been helpful. And I hope that you'll join us again for our next episode. And remember, stay connected to one another. And uh, we're going to see God do some great things even through this crazy crisis. Thanks
0: for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybizette.com.